All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Ben and Peter. This week, we're talking about uh, the transformation that esports and gaming have kind of taken since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, Peter. I mean, uh, we saw a huge jump in this, obviously, right as the COVID virus sort of hit the United States, became very popular because it's kind of the only thing people could do, like kids, teenagers. And we saw a huge jump in it at the beginning there. Um, to make the argument whether that'll kind of propel it is kind of hard to like that next level where it's consistently, uh, it might be hard to make, but I think given the evidence we have, it is definitely a big growth in the e-gaming world. Right. Yeah. Like it was never going to maintain those peak numbers, especially as like the regular professional sports games back. But I bet you there was a lot of people that had never really used before, but kind of needed something to do when they were stuck in quarantine. So they went to esports, and maybe a few of them will stick. I'm sure not all of them will, but yeah, you know, for I'm sure. sure it definitely helped them to some degree. Yeah, and even speaking on like my own behalf, I mean, when I was stuck inside for those three or four weeks, there wasn't much on TV. I was watching a good amount of YouTube videos, Twitch streams every once in a while, just digging into stuff because it was something to watch. And it definitely caught my eye a little bit. I mean. Right. I mean, it was kind of because they obviously could do all of that remotely, unlike the other sports. So it was a good opportunity for them. And I saw even like they were broadcasting 2K simulations of the Sixers game that would have been played last night. And it's still kind of the same idea. So, oh, they might watch that, but then they might go watch somebody play 2K on Twitch or something like that. Yeah, 100%. We even kind of tied into like what the NBA did with the 2K tournament. Um Obviously, that was on ESPN, but still kind of similar type thing where they're kind of promoting e-gaming as something that could be sustainable and have a consistent audience, I think. Right. And there's a lot of NBA teams and other professional teams that, like, sponsor their own esports teams. Like, I know the Sixers do. I'm sure there's other franchises yeah, do as well. for sure. Like, they definitely think of it as something that's, like, legitimate and here to stay, not just a trend. Yeah. Um, I guess going back, we were – Touching upon these numbers we were looking at on um, on Streamlabs, so it's kind of just breaking down the total hours watched on each of the different big streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Twitch is obviously a couple two years above everyone else who's in the game at this point, which is like YouTube and Facebook. So Twitch has kind of solidified that number one spot. Do you see that changing at all, really? Or no, just because like when I think of this industry, I think of Twitch. And then, like, YouTube and Facebook are just trying to jump onto it. But I don't think they're ever going to be able to catch Twitch. Yeah, I could. I, I definitely agree. And Twitch has gotten so big to the point where it'd be tough for one of those other companies like YouTube or Facebook to buy them out. Like, we've seen in other, like, social mm-hmm. media platforms happen, like Instagram, stuff like that. Right. Twitch is just so big at this point that... But it's interesting to see that, like, even when all the sports started coming back, they still – like, obviously the numbers went down because there were some people that were like, okay, now there's real sports, I'll go watch this. But they still, like – I'm sure they took away a lot of – like, I saw a lot of the um, numbers for the MLB, all the sports really, their viewership was down. And whether yeah. that's because of all the um, protests and things that are going on with that, people stopped watching. Or if they said, I'm not going to watch this anymore, I'd rather watch the esports. Yeah. 
And I mean, talking, going back to these graphs that we were looking at throughout the three quarters this year so far, I mean, YouTube and Facebook have had consistent growth since the beginning of the year. You look at January, there, uh, YouTube was about 350 billion total hours watched in quarter one, while um, Facebook was about at 188. And now they're both more than double what they were at originally. So, I mean, you could tell that that audience definitely grew at some point and they've been able to hold on to them all the way until three quarters of the year. Now, do you think they're taking people away from Twitch or do you think they're just getting completely new people that like just happened to be on Facebook and they saw this person was streaming and started watching it and they'd never really watched it before? Uh, I think it's a little bit of half and half. I know like sometimes say there's new streamers, they may just go to one of those platforms off the bat. So I don't think that's necessarily taken away from Twitch, but I know there was a couple things over the summer. I know one big streamer, Dr. Disrespect, got, I believe, banned from Twitch for whatever reason. And he um, ended up moving to YouTube, I believe. So that, I feel like, is something that definitely took away from Twitch a little bit, maybe, because I know he was, like, one of the top four or five guys on the platform. But I feel like... Um, trying to think what else I know. Um, Mixer was another one that I know Ninja had gone to, but I believe that it also failed because Ninja's back on Twitch now. Oh, wow. Do you think it failed because everyone was like didn't want to go to a new platform and they were just happy using Twitch and didn't really care enough to switch to go use that? I think that might have been what it was. I don't know if he necessarily – I'm not 100% sure what numbers he was getting on Mixer versus what he got on Twitch prior, like whether or not his fan base kind of followed him or not, or if it was more of a he thinks he could grow his audience more on Twitch or it's a better platform overall. To, right. But, I mean, definitely a lot of factors that can go into it. And I think the most important thing is that they keep – developing it and making it better for the viewer right that's what's going to keep they're not the peak quarantine numbers but the numbers that they saw in like the summer to try to keep them long term and then still just could grow it gradually yeah like exactly. if they keep it the same it's never gonna it's never gonna be professional sports yeah i mean there's tons of things i i know even the other day like um i believe it was uh acasio cortez and one of the other senders i believe were live streaming among us which is some game that's been popular lately and right. they had some obs- i think it was like four hundred thousand viewers which is like which, crazy to see on a platform like that online and it shows a lot that like even outside of the sports world or the esports world everyone's kind of acknowledging how much power there is with these platforms exactly like, like the, what, how they could really use them to their own advantage the type of viewers and numbers that they could put up on a platform like this yeah i imagine she wouldn't have done that like this time last year she probably noticed how popular they were over the quarantine and said i could probably use this i agree and that that's just like another way of i guess for her like campaigning getting her ideas across educating people and right i think that's something that could definitely be done in the future even more like there's a endless opportunities that can be done with the live streaming platform and the chat and stuff like that. It's just a very unique type of thing.
it's people can feel like they're very involved with like that chat feature and like there's no chat feature when you're watching a football game but there is with twitch exactly is that something that you think maybe comes into um professional sports broadcasts like i know we um i touched upon like um different types of broadcasts like analytical ones versus Mm -hmm. sports betting ones or something like that but do you ever see like a chat or something like that coming into play I mean, they definitely – I know, like, I would be interested in that. Like, say I'm watching the Eagles game, I could talk with other fans or even rivals of the other team, and it's just a way to not – you're not more engaged, I think, in the way that you are with Twitch. But it's just – I don't know. I think it's something that they should definitely consider doing, and it wouldn't be that difficult for them to try. Yeah, I agree. Um, it definitely be something easy to implement. Like you touched upon, I don't know if it necessarily has like that same feel like it does on Twitch. Like you're kind of part of the broadcast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it'd definitely be interesting to see what it would look like if it was uh, brought into the professional sports broadcasting world. Right, because on Twitch they can see the chat themselves. They can't really do that with sports. Or, yeah. The broadcasters okay. maybe would be able to read it, but the players, you wouldn't be able to make that work, I don't think. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's like, and obviously it wouldn't be something like they wouldn't put that on TV, but if say someone, like a lot of people already consume sports on their computers and they would be able to do that. Obviously you couldn't do it on the TV, but it's definitely something they could do that way. Yeah. You uh, think that like after the growth they seem to roll this, they'll ever be able to like rival like the MLB and the NFL? Any of the esports leagues? I could see it at some point. I don't know necessarily how in the near future. I, I think it's definitely still probably at least three to five years away from being at that level. But if mm-hmm. it continues on this growth that it's on and keeps getting bigger and bigger, it's just a matter of time, honestly. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think it would have grown a lot to this the level that's at eventually, but it, that like six-month quarantine period really did a lot for it. Yeah, it really did, and it showed people like, what the platform can be at its best. Right. It introduced a lot of new yeah. people to it. So even if it's not going to sustain those numbers that was at the peak, it still was great for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Well, that's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you.